Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. Our guest today is Dr. Khalid Bush. After working in the education sector for over a decade, she started a Christian women's ministry. Two years after that, Dr. Kell launched The Happy Single Co. And you can check out her website at www.thehappysingleco.com. Here is my conversation with Dr. Kelly Bush. So, hi, um, my name is Dr. Kel, um, or Dr. Kelly, um, and I am a Christian single um, that has been in the education sector for over a decade, really. Um, I uh, teach at the elementary level, but my doctorate's in higher ed. So I thought, you know, one day I'm going to be teaching adults and then God thought different. And so, um, you know, using those skills to just empower and encourage Christian single women in this space is something that I'm excited to do um, alongside of the little ones. So it's kind of like I have the best of both worlds. I've got one end and then I've got the other with the adults. So I've got quite the arrangement um, each and every week that brings me a lot of joy, honestly. So I'm blessed to be doing that. Um, and I'm coming from Philly, uh, from the Pennsylvania area. So, um, as far as the ministry side, I started back in 2019, um, just trying to just encourage Christian women, um, to just build community and do life together. And over that time, I was running into a lot of you know, Christian singles, um, whether they were divorced or recently widowed, some with kids, some without. And so the Lord just kind of nudged me like, hey, <laughs> this is this is the next level. Um, and I thought me telling mm-hmm. people I'm single out loud. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that was the next phase. And it's just been a blessing. Um, so ministry wise right now, I'm just helping Christian singles, um, especially women live their best lives for Christ. Um, so. That's a little bit about me. <laughs> well, Dr. Cooley, we're so happy to have you here at uh, joining us today at the Circle 31 podcast. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, you've mentioned um, the work that you've been doing with singles and singles um, in different stages of their their lives, right? So I'd, I'd love for us to have a conversation about contentment and what it means to be content as a Christian single. No doubt you probably um, have felt and others you have ministered to and and, um, come alongside as a friend have felt pressure or, you know, just, you know, the kind of feedback from people or what have you by being a single Christian that people automatically are asking, when are you going to get married? Are you dating somebody? They always want to dig into that. So, Having those kind of outside pressures, um, can you talk to us about the importance of, of, of being content? Yeah, um, and I think, like you brought up so many good points, I think the one thing that we could start with is just understanding and starting with where does God want me to be? And how can I move closer to what his, you know, his desire for me in this season is. And I think the closer we get to that, 
we start to kind of find contentment um, in the season we're in. And I think that when I think about the word contentment, you know, the teacher in me goes to the definition. So we think about the state of happiness and satisfaction. And I think the beauty in that, in it being a state, doesn't mean you have to be that 24-7. But I do think as Christian singles, we should be striving towards living a good majority of the time we have right now to the best of our ability with some sort of joy. So when it comes to how do we like find that, I think is by just trying to focus on what God God is giving us in the here and now and really zoning out um, all the other noise that's around us. And I think that sometimes as Christian singles, especially, we have to kind of teach people how to treat us. Um, and so for years, um, you know, at one of the ways that I became the happy singles, because it dawned on me that people were asking me, where are you traveling to next? And where are you going out to eat this week? And we know it's restaurant, but you know, like I started to be known as other things that I was doing other than my singleness status. So I think the closest way to move to contentment is not only building our relationship with Christ and moving towards what he has for us in this season, but also by just living and just doing the things that you enjoy. And I think if we work in those areas on a weekly to monthly basis, we'll discover what happiness or contentment or a state of that looks like in our season. Is it going to be perfect? No. Is it going to look like everyone else's? No. But God will, I think, give you that kind of peace um, in this season um, that he desires you to have when we start looking for it um, and living in it. That is so good. Oh my goodness. You brought up so many good things. And I, I one thing I want to kind of drop a pin on for a second is just you saying that, you know, really for me, what it sounds like you're saying is discovering who you are, knowing who you are, knowing what makes you happy, knowing what you like, knowing what you enjoy. And as you're moving toward the direction that God is calling you to, you're delving deeper into those areas. Oh, I enjoy painting. I enjoy music. I enjoy skating. I enjoy the, and I just, just live my life. I'm not having, I'm not on hold for anyone. I'm just living my life. Yeah, absolutely. And even I tell folks, you know, through my ministry, even with like kiddos, those that are single parents, you know, there are things that you could be doing with your kid, exploring places locally or, you know, going to the library every week and making it like a fun activity or, um, you know, going to things that they like to, you know, there are ways that you can intentionally find contentment, even in a space um, of being a parent, you know, yeah. and just shifting kind of that perspective, um, even with their kids, because I know sometimes people are like, oh, well, what about, you know, those of us that are parents? you know and I always say sometimes if we just switch our view you know we can find that enjoyment with I can't wait to get off of work and hang out with my kids we go to the ice cream parlor like we're trying out a new one today you know like it could be anything um as you pursue your passions whether you're with kids or without that's um, that's a good point yeah. and I wanted to ask because you work with um you've you know helped people who are single never married people who've lost a spouse to death people are divorced do you find a common thread amongst all singles? And if so, what is that? I would say the biggest common thread is just the need for community um, and the need to be heard. I think it's either one or the other or both. Um, and I found that even just, you know, there are some meetings where I've been on calls and, you know, people ask me, well, how come you're, you know, you're not upset that they didn't say anything or they didn't speak or they didn't, you know, and I said, listen, we're all here to grow in a community together. For some people, it's hearing people's stories and that's what's keeping them going right now. For mm -hmm. others, it's, you know, sharing their stories and their struggles and getting feedback. You know, I think that community can be in different forms um, because a lot of my stuff was virtual. That's why I was saying it in that piece 
things, but I think community and just being around other people that are in your same state, which is singleness, is something that so many um, I've found is a common denominator. We all mm-hmm. want to be part of a group um, and we're drawing ourselves towards that. And then, um, you know, just thinking about wanting to be understood and heard, you'll get that through community. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are the you mentioned the support and being heard what do you think are some other benefits of singles because there may be someone listening that's a single christian single and they just have, may have decided you know what i'm just going to go this alone i don't i don't i'm not interested in in meeting other people i don't need community but what are the benefits um of that and do you think that it it's there's some type of biblical grounds of being in community. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I um I think that there's a time and a place and a season for all things. So I think that depending on where you are in your singleness season, where you are in your spiritual growing and whatnot, that there is a space to sometimes need to kind of seclude and gather yourself. You know, the Lord always kind of was found off to himself praying without those, you know, early in the morning. So it's like there is some, um, you know, there is something to be said about being to ourselves in certain times. But I think there's definitely a danger that comes with staying in that kind of place. I think some of the benefits to just branching out and reaching out is that, you know, it gives you something to be excited about, you know, meeting new people and just sharing and learning, you know, a lot of that can be really fun and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, Also just have people to do things with, you know, whether it's things that you like to do or things that they like to do, you know, just having that in common with someone and having that to do with someone is something to look forward to too, especially if you don't have a significant other or someone that you're dating to do that with. So I think just that communal piece that we were talking about. um, And I think also just that mental piece that I think, you know, often the devil likes to get us into spaces where we can be by ourselves and to hear things that aren't quite (laughs) what we need to hear or paths that we need to go down. And so I just think that us being in community or near community and being reflective about that when we're saying, you know what, I'm secluding myself, but wait, why? You know what? I think I need to dig back in and plug back into community. I think that that's, um, you know, some of the benefits that can come when we're reflecting on why it is that we're retreating and if it's a safe place for us or not. That's really good. I I wanted to, um, you know, you've already mentioned the benefits of, I'm going to say, you know, just getting the most, getting the best out of your life, living your life to the fullest um, as an individual, um, thinking about the things that make us happy, the things that we enjoy doing and focusing on those things to, you know, better ourselves. I wanted to ask, how can single believers get the most out of their relationship with Christ? So one of the um, easiest ways that I tell people that is to look upward, inward, and outward. And I know that we've like heard of that before, but I think that no matter where you are, if you're always constantly thinking about one of those three, obviously all those three would be great. But, you know, if you're thinking about one of those three, at least you're going to know what to do and and where to go um, in those seasons. So when we look upward, we should always kind of just be asking how much more can we get out of this relationship with Christ? And when we think about like our best relationships, those are things that are growing over time and that take nurturing and that take trust. And so I think just building on those things really helps us to um, find out more about him and to lean on him more and to trust him more in those seasons because of the time spent 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like it always comes back as a positive when we're trying to move towards Christ and build that relationship with him in this season. Okay. So as we're talking about building our relationship with Christ, and we we kind of maybe touched the rim of this, but just wanted to go deeper into um, Christian singles and loneliness. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you, you want to speak to that on a personal level or those that you've helped um, combat loneliness, but what are some things that Christian singles to do can do to combat loneliness? Yeah, definitely. I think loneliness just as a blanket topic can happen to anyone. I think that sometimes we have this um, impression that, you know, if I've got a book calendar and if I've got people all around me, like there's no way that I can feel lonely and we kind of just brush it off to the side. But I tell people that loneliness can happen kind of to anyone and that um, it doesn't have to be that um, everything is out of whack, that you know, you're still feeling those pangs of feeling like you're alone and that no one sees you um, and that no one understands you. So I think for Christian singles, it can look lots of different ways. And that to start to understand loneliness, we have to first understand that it can happen to any of us mm-hmm. at any age, at any stage, at any season. I always tell people whether you're widowed, single, divorced, even there are people that over my sessions, there are people that are dating that have come and, you know, tried to wrestle with that too. So I think it can happen to anyone um, in this season. And just knowing that one, if you're really struggling, it's okay to get help. Um, for some people, it might be a quick fix, fix where they can read a book or join a club or start something new on their own to bring people towards them. And it might be quick and easy things that they can do. But for others of us, it might need professional help. It might mean talking to someone that's licensed, um, that, you know, walks with the Lord that can really walk with you through this journey. Because I think that a lot of Christian singles may really be struggling, but just think that it's not loneliness when really it it is. Well, Dr. Khalid, can you please tell us how would someone listening know when it's time to seek professional help? How would they know that? So definitely that's not my area of ministry to obviously diagnose and know, but I would say that if you are definitely going through 24 hour periods or more where you're really struggling, um, where you're feeling as though there's no way out, that things are dark, that if folks try to reach out to you that you're just not in a space or place to welcome that um it might be a time to just reach out um and even if you need somebody most folks always tell people if you ever are worried about doing something alone ask someone else to go with you nine times out of ten most people if they're really great people are more than happy to help you so you know i think when you're in a space where you just can't it out or figure it out um, that it's time to kind of get some support you know and if at the very least you can at least talk to someone about what you're going through so even if you don't think that it's worth doing or worth um, chatting with someone about things just think of it as at least you talking and getting it out that's Um, really good that's really good and that's important too, I think, at the very least. But it's 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 tough. We've all walked through, you know, different seasons. But I think that some of us, especially those of us that might be in the minority space or, um, you know, in that thing that sometimes, you know, generationally uh, therapy or therapeutic based interventions are looked down upon. But then I can also say I can see a lot of older singles in the church that 
you could tell they've been through, through some things that they haven't healed from either. So That's I think true. that there's kind of a, a, a give and take in this where you, in our generation, there's a lot of tools. And one of those tools can be therapeutic services. Um, and just knowing when you're really struggling and that maybe it's different than other times before, um, you know, those can sometimes be indicators um, that you need some extra professional help. Um, That's really good. Thank you for, for just spelling that out to us. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to circle back to contentment, the topic mm -hmm. of contentment that we started with and ask you, do you see a, a correlation or a relationship between contentment and patience? Mm -hmm. Could you talk to us about that? Yes. Contentment and patience. I think definitely it kind of goes back to something that you had touched on earlier with Christ being in the middle of contentment and patience. Um, I just kind of think back to like my twenties about how, like, I just saw things one way and like, I knew that the Lord was there, but you know, I really wasn't focused. And then when it really got hard and I was like, wait, I'm still single and like, I'm not getting married and <laughs> these things aren't falling into place. You know, it, it really got difficult and mm -hmm. through failing and realizing, Hey, I can either keep failing or I can trust the Lord. I think that that kind of difficult part is where patience, I think, is able to be um, kind of cultivated a bit. Like, I feel like we have to kind of really dig in and trust the Lord, especially when what we see isn't coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. I think that weight and and just those seasons of having to rely on God brings out patience in us. Not something we're looking for, right? Not something that's super exciting, but <laughs> patience is really an act of trusting the Lord. And, you know, yeah, when I think about contentment and patience, I think it's a byproduct of just, I don't want to say wrestling with God, because I feel like that's a negative way to view it. But I think nurturing a relationship with the Lord, I think contentment and patience is built on building and nurturing and sustaining our relationship with Christ. Absolutely. And then just to bring back the whole community piece, for me, I'm just thinking back to my single days. It was so nice to be able to do life with other people who were also content, who were also striving to be content, you know, who were also, I can look to the left or right and know they understood. And there were just some things you didn't have to explain. So for those who are even listening, you know, to our conversation right now, who are not a part of a community, I just think it is so beautiful when singles, no matter how, you know, you know, what type of single you are, it's nice to have a community. Um, and even I just want to take a second to say this for those who are listening, who are married couples, you know, you can open up your family, open up your home, invite singles over to, for dinner, for lunch, have them over. You know what I'm saying? Because community is really important. God did not create us to be an island unto ourselves. So we have to take care of each other. Um, regardless of our marital status. We're all, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ. So those of us who are in the community of believers, we have to take care of each other. Yeah, I love that. I think you brought up a great point about just that communal aspect, even just 
recently I was with a group of singles and, you know, one of the things that they kept saying is, Hey, can we connect later? And can we exchange numbers? And can we do X, Y, and Z? And when we go do this activity, can you like, it's, there's something to be said about, you know, finding other singles that are trying to go out there and do life. And so I saw that just this past weekend when I was with a bunch of singles that, you know, so many of them wanted to connect separately. And mm -hmm. while, you know, it wasn't a romantic thing, it was a platonic, you know, community thing. Like it was just, we want to see each other again, because as many of them said, they have so many married um, or engaged friends where, again, it wasn't a, a, a comment of, it being a negative, but just that it's difficult when yeah. they've got other responsibilities um, yeah, at this time. And so, yeah, for married friends, I, I tag on to that, that it's okay to let us do something other than babysit. That there we you go. <laughs> over for dinner. We can go on walks with you. We can go, you know, for many of us, we can go on vacation with you and hang out at dinner. And see, you know, like there's, there's life to be had. <laughs> that is right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dr. Colleen, a few minutes we have left. I wanted to give us an opportunity to discuss two scripture passages that are important to you and give you a moment, moment to speak to us about those. And that would be um, Matthew 26, 42, and then Job 36, 11. Would you mind sharing with us about those two scriptures? Oh yeah, absolutely. So the um, one thing that I always tell people is that even though I said I'm the happy single, it's again, not a state 24 seven. It's just a goal that, you know, what would society look like if we strive to have happy singles? And when someone said that it didn't pang us to hear that it's a positive, like, oh, of course they're happy, you know? Um, so that's always been the goal. But on the flip side of that, I also understand myself included that there are difficult and challenging parts mm -hmm. that go in not only the Christian walk, but also in especially the singleness walk. So I never want to um, leave that behind as well. And so when I think about singleness, what brought me to being the happy single was going through some very difficult times in my own singleness journey. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about verses like Matthew 26, 42, I'm always drawn back to even on difficult days that no matter how hard the singleness journey is, no matter how hard it is in my things that I thought were going to happen five and 10 and 15 years ago, that have not come true and that might not come true, no matter how difficult that is for me personally and others, that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, had his own difficult moments. And when I think about Jesus in the garden and the fact that he literally says, you know, and I pulled up like my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. Knowing that this is so difficult that in a second, he says, he kind of wants this all to go away. But then in the same split second, he says, but I know that your will needs to be done. And that kind of negates his own needs in that moment that he has to push forward. Mm -hmm. I find that just so encouraging that like he was at the lowest of lowest of lowest, but even he had to submit mm -hmm. and do, you know, God's will. And so why do I choose that is just that no matter how hard this singleness journey is, know that the Lord understands um, because he's been in that same emotional state, obviously not for the same reasons, mm -hmm. but that same pain, that same longing, that same like, why, you know, why does it have to happen this way? Um, the Lord feels. And so that's, you know, one verse that I always go back to um, in my singleness journey quite a bit to remind me that, you know, 
I'm not alone in these feelings. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Tough. Um, and then for Job, Job is actually one of my favorite books. And uh, I think it just goes with the singleness journey that at the very beginning of the book, we're introduced to Job. And, you know, it says that um, he is, you know, a man who is just totally blameless. And it's like, how do you, you know, have a journey or a walk that's blameless? But then we see the story of Job unfold where just so many unfortunate things happen to him. And then we get to the end of the story. And why did it happen? We don't really find out why. Mm -hmm. And so I say that to singles to say, whether you know why you're single or whether you don't know why you're single, the goal is still the same. Mm -hmm. Live our life for Christ. And, you know, we we just don't need to wonder why, <laughs> because even to the best of people, things happen. Um, and we still, you know, at no point in that story did Job, no matter how much his friends bothered him, no matter how many things happened to him physically or, you know, to his family, he still, you know, praised God in the beginning of the book when he lost everything. So I just use that verse um, to just encourage me to that. I don't need to waste the time uh, thinking about how or why or it, it's really I'm not going to find an answer possibly. <laughs> so. What could I focus on in the meantime? I can focus on, you know, doing what I can to the best of my ability for Christ. And so those are my two anchor verses. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing those with us. Um, and as we wrap up our time here together, I wanted to ask if you could tell us where our listeners can find you on social media. Oh, awesome. So um, one of the spaces that you can find me on is Instagram. Um, it's just at the happy single co. And then you can also find me on our website at um, www.thehappysingleco.com. So those are the two spaces where you'll be able to find us, uh, you know, trying to do life to the best of our ability with Craig. What are some things that our listeners will find on your website? Um, so right now they'll find different ways to kind of tackle um, this singleness season. So some of the postings that I like to do are just like quick tips and things to keep in mind. Um, I also like to share things that are a little counterculture. So things that give you a different perspective um, on our singleness season. One of my favorite um, posts that was from last year to close out the year was some things that our parents didn't tell us. So it was this two-part series where it was eight things your parents didn't tell you about singleness. Okay. <laughs> and, and eight more that came after that when I saw how popular that was just to show that like for a lot of us we're walking through a season that's new for us mm -hmm. um that we're having to navigate on our own in a different way so um those are some of the things that we try to tackle and then also fun things to do like you know exploring your passions finding new hobbies traveling and how to do it independently and yeah. fun things like that too very good did you have any um final words of wisdom or encouragement you'd like to leave with our listeners? Um, just that it is okay to find yourself, even in the best of times, having to restart um, and that you really shouldn't be hard on yourself if you're struggling. Um, we are, you know, in a society that didn't help us for a lot of us in our 20s, 30s and 40s on up to do things differently when it comes to relationships and being single and being prepared for those seasons of life. So if you find yourself struggling, just know it's okay. Community is always an answer. If you don't have community, build it yourself and continue to try to build that relationship with Christ because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is, is you and him. So 
you know that's just my thing is don't be so hard on yourself in this season of life that you find yourself in you can always start over with Christ we're going to end on that note Dr. Khalid thank you so much for being a guest with us today on the Circle 31 podcast thank you so much for having me thank you (laughs) that concludes today's episode of the love series we hope that you were encouraged and inspired Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, you will receive the 28-day Love Series Devotional Guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs. You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.